Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630 WLAP, the home of the Cats, right here in Lexington. And I'm Kyle Tucker of The Athletic, and together Curtis and I are here every day, Monday through Friday, talking to Cats. If it is a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, you can hear it right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. This edition of the show is brought to you by Skyline Chili. We'll tell you a little bit more about them in a bit. This edition of the show, we are going to discuss what John Calipari had to say today, including some uh, book ramblings. Uh, also, preview A&M just a little bit, and then talk about Keldon Johnson, as we promised on the last podcast. Uh, but let me start out this way, because this is what John Calipari said to us in the press conference today, Kyle. He asked, uh, do you have any New Year's resolutions? I've got a couple of New Year's resolutions. One is to read more books. I read a lot of stuff, mostly work stuff and magazine stuff but i don't uh um i haven't read nearly as many books as i'd like i have a bunch that i've started and not finished so i'm resolved to uh to read read more books and finish them and uh i've i've been like the norm of lose some weight uh eat, eat healthier stop drinking diet coke again i'm going to attempt to uh for the third time in my adult life, give up Diet Cokes. I did it for two solid years before my babies were born. And then uh, when the twins came, we had all the nightmarish things that came with them being six weeks early and a bunch of complications. Uh, I Like day five of their life, I gave up my, uh, my two-year absence from Diet Coke, and I've been just chugging it like it's water ever since. So trying to give up Diet Coke again, along with eat, you know, less crap <laughs> well in the words of uh john calipari you won't you won't within a month you'll be done yeah he said uh all your all everyone out there's new year's resolutions that you're trying to improve on your lives you're all gonna fail and you shouldn't even try and you should just go with his method of finding a word and then trying to live up to that word because he he talked about his book club today uh, he talked about a couple books ego is the enemy uh, was the one book he mentioned. And then the other book uh, that he talked about uh, was a book where it's called Determination. And basically, um, no, that's not the name of the book. I don't know the name of the book, but basically the, the concept of the book. Life Word. Life Word. Life Word. There you go. Um, and you basically, you pick a word and then you kind of try to live by it. Uh, a lot of different guys pick different words on the team, including fight. Emmanuel quickly told us his word was feel. He wanted to get a better feel for the game and I guess for the world at a whole. But Kyle, do you kind of buy into that? Is this uh, is this going to work out? Good method of trying to get the guys back on track? Well, it sounds like I was reading through that answer. Like It sounds like they may have read that before the season um, and established their word. But I thought it was interesting. He, it, what I, The most interesting thing is Cal Perry said um, – they all thought through them because they were all pretty good words for themselves to keep them focused. And I know each word. So quote unquote fight. You're the one that put that. So fight, come on, man, quote unquote determination. Where's the determination? You you're the one who picked that word. Um, and so I thought that was interesting. Not only is it for them, but it's also for him to sort of push their buttons and say, okay, well, your word was this. Where is that? Where show me show me where that's you know manifesting itself in in your life and the way you're playing. So I thought that was good, and I, and, and I also uh, liked his word. You know, somebody asked him what what's your word 
word and his word is build. And he said, build individuals, build the program, build day to day, stay in the moment, build, build is not sprinting, build is build and stay. So I, you know, I thought that was interesting. And, uh, I, I think stay is a sentence that Kentucky fans probably like, uh, to hear from John Calipari, particularly the stay word at the end. Yeah, because, you know, there is another uh, NBA opening right now, and it's by the star players, one of his former former big guys, Cole Anthony Towns, Minnesota, will be hiring a new coach at the end of the season. So, stay. Cal had dinner with their GM, right? That's, I don't know, because I was trying to look that up, because he talked about going out with a GM, and his the GM's name was Wall. And obviously you can spell Wall like Dave a, Wall. Yeah, a bunch of different ways. And the way it was typed up in the transcript, when I Googled that name, NBA, nobody came up. There was like no Dave Wall. But when you change the O to an A, it was like a Timberwolves assistant coach, I guess, personnel guy. And so if it was him, then hey, fire up the rumor mill all the way. You know, Calipari is, uh, is talking to people <laughs> in Minnesota. And to further the, to fan the, fan the flames even more, tonight on the coaches show, uh, he was his phone started buzzing and it was Carl Anthony Towns. So there you go. I mean, and he announced that on the coaches show that the Carl Towns was was calling him, but he wasn't gonna, uh, you know, step away from the coaches show because that's how much the people mean to him. But I, I don't, I do not believe that that he will go to Minnesota. That's yeah, that's interesting. Uh, Dave Wool, according to his Wikipedia, is former general manager of the. Calgary said he was the one he had dinner with was a GM. Uh, he's a New Jersey guy who played at Penn, the University of Pennsylvania. Well, that would make sense. Was, played for the Sixers. That seems guy from Queens, New York. That seems probably like the guy that Calipari would be hanging out with. But uh, yeah, to your point, he was with the Minnesota Timberwolves from 2009 to 2011. That was his job as a coach. There you go. Um, so, interesting. Right. Anyway. Very interesting. Anyway. The John other, Calipari to the NBA, everybody. You know it. Uh, the other thing, uh, the two things that, you know, um, he mentioned repeatedly in his press conference and in his coaches show tonight was he railed on missing the one-footers again, and then he also brought up the transition baskets that they gave up to Alabama. And I don't think we talked about them a ton, but he kind of called out uh, his team to a certain extent and noting that that was basically an effort thing because... North Carolina loves to run as well, and they're one of the better running teams in the country, and they didn't have a bunch of run-out buckets, but Alabama did. They had several ones where it was just, it was a dunk on the other side because Kentucky didn't get back. Yeah, they're, they're, you know, we're talking about single words that sort of illustrate something. Revert is a word that he used a lot, the players used a lot in, in their comments today. Um, everyone seems to be, we reverted. Uh, and I, I mean, I, I think that makes the most sense because you saw them take these steps forward in these these certain areas and really energy and effort a, a big part of that you know, and selflessness making the extra pass was a big you know uh, topic of conversation when they played really well against North Carolina and Louisville and Cal also pointed out um, I think they had like 55 fewer passes two 270 passes against Alabama I guess they chart these uh, 320 it's Louisville, so 55 fewer passes against Alabama. And he said, you know, how does that happen? Why so many less? Uh, said the spacing wasn't as good as, it is, as it's been. 
guys just kind of thinking about their own selves and not worrying about where they need to be so that it's best for the whole flow of the offense. Uh, there were a couple times he mentioned that, you know, they call plays where if this happens, get it back to Reed Travis, and instead they, they went somewhere else with the ball. It's one of the reasons I guess I'm not, like, overreacting to that game because I feel like even though they had gone and won a road, or a, a road game at Louisville the week before, um, this is a little different. Um, first conference road game, uh, it's more than a bus ride down the street. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a trip. It's an overnight trip on the road. Um, and, and, you know, and I think, you know, you can get up for Louisville, get up for Alabama. But whether that's fair or not, you're, when you're five freshmen, they're probably not getting up for Alabama, not thinking that the team that's got two sub-100 losses is going to take it to them. Um, and so I thought, and also it being a pretty early game, it was a noon game uh, central time down there in Alabama, all those things together to me, like that was a perfect recipe. You're coming off two big wins, feeling good about yourself, thinking Alabama's not that good, thinking you're fine on the road. Early start, I, you know, I thought they looked flat and they looked a little uh, unfocused, and um, that's going to happen, especially that early in the season on the road. So I guess I'm not – That's the to me, that's the reason I'm not really overly, uh, you know – uh, obsessing over whether they took a huge step back in that game. I don't really think they did. I, I still feel like the trend is up for them. Uh, and now, if they lay an egg against a 6-6, six and six very bad Texas A&M team at home tomorrow night, Tuesday night is, I guess, tonight, as most people are looking um, then, then I think you have, there's some concerns, but uh, I don't know. No, not a whole lot about that Alabama game was super alarming to me. Yeah, I would agree. And coming up next, we're going to discuss Keldon Johnson and what we think his role needs to be and kind of look at the numbers. And, you know, his shooting percentage is impressive. But first, I do want to tell you guys about Skyline Chili. When it's cold, one of the best things to warm me up is a visit to Skyline Chili. This time of year, I like to add a little extra heat with Skyline's habanero cheese. It's a special blend of cheddar and habanero cheese that you can only get at Skyline. Coney's with steamed buns and hot chili topped with habanero cheese on a three-way. Talk about delicious with a kick of heat. You can order habanero cheese on anything, your burritos, your chilitos, whatever you like. If you're a real heat seeker, you can add a few drops of the Skyline hot sauce. I'm going to go to Skyline today. Skyline's habanero cheese is a great way to turn up the heat during winter. I'm getting hungry just talking about it. It's feeling like a good day to make a trip to the Lexington skyline over on Richmond Road across from the Krispy Kreme. Maybe I'll see you there. Feeling good. It's skyline time. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle, I guess we can mention that the plan is uh, to have a live taping on Thursday of this podcast at the at set Skyline Chili location that we were just talking about there on Richmond Road. We will firm up the time and let everybody know, uh, but that is going to be our 100th episode of this podcast, so be on the lookout for more information on that, and hopefully we'll be able to see you over at that Skyline location on Thursday. Uh, so, Kyle. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it should be fun. Um Keldon Johnson, I'll just, it's simple. Should he be shooting more? Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know about 
like a ton more, but uh, certainly, as we mentioned, I think I mentioned it um, in yesterday's podcast, um, you shouldn't be going nine minutes between shots, in my estimation. Certainly not when you're down and you're kind of struggling. You're, you're in a situation where you need buckets uh, for him to go nine minutes without getting the shot off. Um, and the, in that nine minutes against Alabama, the lead went from three for Alabama to 11 and effectively ended the game, even though they made that run. I mean, when you're down 11 with two minutes to go, it's exactly perfect to make a comeback. And they almost did it, but they had a couple mistakes, and that was that. Um, I thought it was interesting, though, as people look towards that, specifically the last play of the game, Tyler Hero said today that that play was supposed to go to Kelvin Johnson. Yeah up with it instead but got a good look but so that was you know that may calm some people down if, if the plan was to get it to Keldon Johnson I think that probably makes some people feel better because that's that's who you want with the ball there I think at this point to me it's a no-brainer that if there's a big shot to be taken if you're prioritizing you can't always get it to who you want or it might not be the best look for that guy but if you can I think Keldon Johnson is the guy you want it in his hands uh, and then to me, option two there was set something up to have Ashton Hagens just take it to distance and try to get in there and tie the game and send it to overtime or get fouled and send it to overtime or make the layup, get fouled, make a free throw and win it. But I, I, I like that option as well with his speed and his ability to get to the bucket. I would have, I kind of would have liked to have seen them at least try that if they weren't sure what they were going to do to get a three for the win. Um, but interesting, nonetheless, that Tyler Hero revealed today that it sounds like at least the plan was, was to get it to Keldon Johnson at the end. Hero also said that he thought it was going to go in, So, but I've never heard a shooter say, ah, no, I didn't think that one was going in. Uh, but for the year, Keldon Johnson, you know, and we, we talk about all this, and he is their leading scorer. You know, he's averaging 16.2 points per game. He's shooting 52.7%, so almost 53% from the field which I think is really, really impressive for a wing player. You know, he does play some forward, too. I mean, he is a forward, too. He's kind of that three spot, so he's a swing position. And he gets to the post a little bit. But a lot of his shots, I mean, he takes a ton of jumpers. I mean, he's taken 47 threes so far this season, uh, which is second on the team only to Tyler Hero. We talked about how he has the second most shots. He's also only behind Tyler Hero in that. Uh, but, you know, with that kind of efficiency... You know, and we're kind of splitting hairs to a certain extent. It's it's really just one or two more looks a game would, would fix all this, Kyle. You know what I mean? Like during that nine-minute stretch, if he gets one look, uh, then that could that could kind of change the course of the game to a certain extent. And if Kentucky gets one extra basket, well, they lost by two, so that makes it a different game. To me, I'm riding the hot hand, too, on the threes. I mean, he's shooting, like, what, 60% or something crazy. Uh, over the last four or five games. Yeah, and that's, uh, uh, well, it, you can go back a little bit farther than that, and I think it's over 50 from the time you tweeted out that he can't shoot until now. <laughs> I, I think it's like, I think it's about 52.6 or something along those lines. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's proved me wrong, and to the point that now I'm calling for him to be the guy to get shot. The full circle here. Yeah, it, it definitely has. So I, I, I think that, and the other thing, the other thing that I think he's got going for him when you when you look at him is, uh, you know, the fact that well, the, look at it like this though, and uh, we were talking to Mike Pratt 
who does the color commentator for the UK Sports Network on the local show tonight I do with Dick Gabriel on WLAP. And he, he wasn't um, a, he wasn't ready to say if it was, you know, guys not finding Keldon Johnson or kind of Keldon Johnson, you know, fading away. Is it something or Alabama did something specific to take him away? Because I remember last season I was admonished by John Calipari when I asked, I guess, I think I only asked twice, but apparently the second time was too many, about Kevin Knox, like not getting enough shots. And I feel like this is kind of a similar situation. And, you know, it's, it's kind of tough for us when we're either, you know, live at the game watching, and even if we go back and watch the, the TV broadcast, it's kind of tough to follow. So you don't know all the inner workings of the game. Um, but, it, you know, like most things, it's probably a little bit of a combination of both, Kyle, where they are obviously, I'm sure they're keying on Keldon Johnson where he's been so efficient. Um, but also, Keldon probably isn't being as, you know, vocal in saying that he wants the ball as much as he should. Yeah, I think, you know, I think there's a little bit, there's definitely a little bit of both. I think there's definitely some times where, and Cal Perry's even talked about it, uh, I think it was more a defensive thing, but there are times where Keldon's not as, he loses focus. Um, and that's a big, I'd be curious to know what Keldon Johnson's word is. Maybe it's focus, I don't know. Uh, or knowing his personality might be like murder. <laughs> um That'd but, be weird. And not that's not to say Kelvin Johnson is a murderer, but he I remember at the McDonald's game, Joe, our old friend Joe had a story where they asked him like what was his objective for the week and it was like kill and destroy or something. <laughs> something super aggressive like that. That's like Derek um, Rose. Yeah, <laughs> not a good one for Derrick Rose. Today. Not at all. Uh, Derrick Rose is uh, in a we- is a weird story because uh, yeah, there's he's done a few really skeevy things, but uh, uh, with Keldon, I, I do think there are times where he kind of checks in and checks out, and that you know uh, that's the thing we don't know. Like maybe some of this is on him. You know, does he, does he need to be more assertive? Does he need to be doing some of the other little things? Uh, at times to uh, warrant being the go-to guy. I don't know. Um, but, you know, it's interesting. Um, uh, I'm trying to think now who it was. Someone tweeted at me that looked at the, the stats that uh, that Keldon has actually gotten significantly fewer shots with Ashton Hagens on the floor this season mm. uh, than when, when it's somebody else. And so uh, that's interesting. Like, it's something about the way Hagen's, you know, are the guys he's looking for, you know, are, are they more in the corners or in other spots on the floor and not where Keldon Johnson is? Is that a, just a total coincidence and not a trend? Or, uh, you know, like you said, there's so much we don't know because we don't know what the plan is. Yeah. Um, and it's tough to critique sometimes stuff. We don't know what their, uh, what the objective is. But um, all of this, today, I think at this point, both anecdotally and just if you were just looking at numbers, Kelvin Johnson needs to be your volume guy most nights, uh, unless you know Tyler Hero's got it cooking, uh, or you know Reed or PJ are just dominating their man in the paint. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time, I think Kelvin Johnson, and certainly if you get in a game where you're kind of grinding and struggling to score, uh, or go through a stretch where you're struggling to score, like get it to your bucket. Um, and I think he's he's that guy. So um, they've got to they've got to figure that out over the next few weeks. Coming up next, we'll look at the Texas A and M game, and I'll read off a, a football ranking that everybody in Lexington seems to be upset about. This is Locked On Kentucky. 
your team every day. So Texas A&M is 6-6 six and six on the year. They have losses to UC Irvine, Minnesota, Washington, Gonzaga, Marshall. Or no, they beat Marshall. Uh, they lost to Texas Southern, and they most recently lost to Arkansas in a close one. It was 73-71. John Calipari said today that A&M was in great position to win that game, but Arkansas hit four threes late, and that put the Razorbacks over the top. Uh, just going off by you know my John Calipari kind of meter, my translator, that probably means Arkansas hit two threes in the last five minutes to get the win. But um, A&M lost a ton off of last year's squad, Kyle, uh, and you know they're, they're having a down year, so this could be a really good get-right game for UK. Yeah, I mean, it better be. You know, I think, like I said, I think the, the Alabama game is not cause for panic, but I would, you know, not playing well and certainly losing – uh, against Texas A&M would be they're six and six. Uh, the the old Calipari you know had such and such beat. Okay, fine, but they hadn't really beat anybody. Uh, they lost by twenty three to Gonzaga. No no shame in that. A lot of people have, but but the game before that they uh, lost to UC Irvine. They've lost to Minnesota. They've lost to Washington. Yes, um, I said all those. You know, it, it's it's what's that? I said all those, Kyle. Sorry, sometimes I zone out and wait for you to stop talking so I can start. Talking. No way, you don't do that. I thought you were. I thought you were watching football. No, to be I was honest. actually like going. I was actually on the internet pulling up their schedule so I could <laughs> say those things. So I, I totally missed that you said them. So listen, we just wanted to make sure you guys heard uh, that. You know, got that message reinforced that well, Texas A and M kind of sucks. And we are recording um, this as the national championship for football is going on. Uh, we we. We like you guys so much that we missed Imagine Dragons and Little Wayne, which apparently was a was a performance for the ages uh, to record this podcast. But anyway, uh, so you're, you're, Kentucky's going to win this game, right? That's what you're kind of thinking. Yeah, I'd be really, I'd uh, I'd be really, really surprised, <laughs> really surprised. Um, I mean, I, I no, I I'm trying to think if I would be. be if there's a scenario where I would not be really surprised, but Kentucky's record is incredible at Rupp Arena. Uh, Texas A&M is one of the handful of teams in the league that's come in there and won, but they had a great player, Elston Turner, who had a great game. I'm sure somebody will have a crazy game for A&M tomorrow. I just don't think this team has enough. Uh, it would yeah. be a pretty – it would register pretty high on the list of surprising losses at Rupp Arena under Calipari. Yeah, I don't think it would be the most surprising, but it would be up there. Yeah, it would, it would be well up there. All right, we'll wrap with this. Uh, it's been making the rounds. I'm imagining most people have probably seen it, but the ESPN Football Power Index uh, put out their most recent ratings, and obviously one and two is one's Alabama, two's Clemson. That could flip in theory depending on how the game goes as we're recording. Uh, but what kind of irked some Kentucky fans is Kentucky is ranked 26th. They are outside the top 25 in this rating system. Inside the rating system includes um, Missouri at 14, who Kentucky beat, Florida at 11, who Kentucky beat, Penn State at 9, who Kentucky beat, and Mississippi State at 8, who Kentucky beat. Uh, Kyle, I don't know if you've ever looked at this when you you know, you know used to be like the full-time, a full-time beat writer, but the, the the football power index. What the heck is that thing? Because it discounted Kentucky all year, and even though the results on the field were different in all those games, you know it'd be one thing if Kentucky was ranked behind those teams, but for them to be, let's see, what is that, twelve spots behind Missouri? That just seems kind of silly to me. 
Yeah, and I think one one people are like getting mad at ESPN, like it's a bias. It's not a yeah, not yeah. That I should bias. It's yeah, a it is a computer. It's a it's a computer. Yeah, it's a computer ranking. So there's no bias there. It's just I think what this exposes is that it's a very bad computer <laughs> yes. model. Yes. Um, I mean, I mean, Nate Silver know, needs to look at like, this oh, one. Efficiencies or yeah, I mean, you could say, oh, efficiencies or this or that, and that bumps you down. But like in a system where what you the biggest thing is in a system where you've beaten four teams ranked ninth through fourteenth, and you're twenty sixth, and you're ten and three, and you don't have any. I mean, Tennessee is a bad loss. Otherwise, it's just a, a meh loss. And then you don't. And then two totally, you know. Fine losses. Yeah, the the, the the A&M East champion, a road loss to like a nine win A&M. Yeah, A&M came thirteenth uh, in this poll, and Georgia was third. Um, so you know, even looking at Kentucky losses outside of Tennessee, they didn't have, you know, those losses shouldn't have hurt them that badly in theory. Yeah, and I mean, like, there's no metric where by which uh, when the season is over and you've beaten four top twenty five teams and six seven teams that went to bowl games and five teams that won at least eight games. Um, if the, if whatever your computer model is spits out that that's the 26th best team in the country, it's just a flawed computer model. But again, I, I'm not sure there's really room for outrage because it's not, well, you I know, nobody just, did this. To no, no I, I, I agree that it's, you don't need to be oh, outraged, no, I, but I you totally, do need to. I, I think, yeah, incre- I think, yeah. And, Incredul incredulity is that the word? I don't know. Uh, I made up words on this podcast be before. Incredulous. Yeah, it's fine to be incredulous uh, about it. Like, how in the world is that possible? And, and to mock the computer system, but um, you know, they're anger tweeting at ESPN. Of course, of course, of course, you slided us. Like, no, it's that's not what happened. But I think they should certainly read a computer model that. If you, you beat four, you beat four of the top fifteen, and you're not in the top twenty-five. That's pretty weird. Yep, I completely agree. Um, so as I mentioned before, uh, stay tuned for the more info on the Skyline Chili live recording. Uh, Kyle and I will be tweeting about that. And until then, follow along with our game coverage. You can follow Kyle on Twitter at Kyle Tucker underscore ATA. I am at Curtis Birch B U R C H. Be sure to be following at Locked on UK on Twitter and then find Locked on Kentucky on Facebook. Um, however, and wherever you're listening to this, please rate, review, subscribe, and then most importantly, share it with someone else who, who would enjoy. Uh, right now, I'm going to take a breath and I'm going to let John Calipari tell you some Chinese. Now, I'm going to give you some Chinese. Ni hao. Say ni hao. Ni hao. That's hello. So if you see somebody in China someday, you're on the Great Wall. Ni hao. And then xia xia is thank you. Xia xia. I hope you guys enjoyed that. And with all that said, thank you so much for listening. We will talk to you soon. You are Locked On Kentucky. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. Testing, testing. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, yeah, that'll work, I think. I'm getting you. There hadn't been any blips, so. Anyway, all right. Uh, I figured we'd do Keldon Johnson, preview A&M, talk about some of Calipari's random ramblings, and I'll look it up during. Club. What'd you say? The book club. Yeah, the book club. So, all right, let's, let's jump into it.